Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Hey guys, Justin Coffin for the 330 Sports Show. Today is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Tonight is game two of the Knicks Cavs series in Cleveland. Game one went to the Knicks. 101-97. The Knicks lead the series one game to nothing. Uh, tonight's game is on TNT at 7.30. Now, let's go through some uh, Cavs-Knicks by the numbers. First of all, we're going to start with some of the bad ones. 17 offensive rebounds allowed by the Cavs in Game 1. If you remember, way back on uh, last Thursday's show, I said the key to the series would be limiting the Knicks' second-chance points, and obviously the Cavs did not... Uh, do that in game one. Hopefully need to get better at that tonight uh, to have a chance to win. Another one, 26 points off of 14 Cavs turnovers. Uh, not not good. So nearly 25% of their points uh, come off of uh, 14 Cavs turnovers. Got to get better at that. Clean it up. 14 points off the Cavaliers bench compared to 37 from the New York Knicks. So the Knicks outscore the Cavs by 23 points off the bench. We did know the Knicks uh, had the strength of the bench working in their favor. The Cavs bench is okay. It's not great. Uh, their their strength is obviously their starting lineup, but uh, you have to get more points out of uh, Karis LeVert. You got to get uh, some production out of Ricky Rubio or... Uh, whoever it might be, you know, you throw at that three spot, Jetty Osman or um, whoever. So the Cavs have to improve that in game two. Uh, let's let's end here with a, a positive note. 28.57. That's how many points Donovan Mitchell has averaged in his uh, career uh, in each playoff game. So that puts him seventh best all time 28.57 points per game uh in his career so a really nice night for donovan mitchell uh, a few mistakes uh, a few forces uh i think when the Cavs maybe weren't uh things weren't quite going right you know trying to go to the rim and get a foul call which might lead to a transition bucket by the knicks on the other end but overall a great night for mitchell 38 points five rebounds eight assists uh, just doing some phenomenal things out there on the court and being the leader the Cavs so desperately need. But with that said, other guys have to step up. Guys like Darius Garland, who uh, were he was five points short of his season average in points scored, uh, 17 points, zero rebounds, and only one assist to five turnovers. Darius Garland is normally a two to three to one uh, assist to turnover guy, and obviously uh, did not do that on. Saturday night. So hopefully tonight bounces back and is the the Cavs uh, second leading scorer tonight by by our hopes. Evan Mobley, first of all, congratulations to him. Third in the Defensive Player of the Year uh, award voting. He's only 21 years old. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies wins that. He is actually the youngest player to ever win that. So I think uh, Evan Mobley is going to be the next Defensive Player of the Year next year. But with that said, focus on this series. Started out 8 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, really struggled from the field. Did a nice job defensively, which we know that's going to be consistent 
game in and game out for him. Uh, great on the switches. Really did a nice job on Julius Randle overall. But really, uh, we need him to be a, a two-way player. And, uh, you know, had a, had a really nice dunk to start the game, but didn't get much from him offensively the rest of the game. Jared Allen. Uh, overall, statistically, a really nice uh, game. 14 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists. But, uh, you know, the Cavs as a whole really have to clean up their uh, defensive rebounding and uh, limit, again, the Knicks' second-chance points. Isaac Okoro didn't play a ton in this game, um, but did a decent job. Only allowed three baskets of Jalen Brunson's 11 baskets on uh, on the night, but uh, six points, three rebounds, two assists. The the thing Isaac has to do, though, is he's got to make uh, at least one three, if not two or more threes, to stretch the defense. Whereas I feel like if it's like R.J. Barrett or one of the Knicks uh, wing defenders, they can sag off of him and more into the paint uh, to clog up the lane for guys like Mitchell or, or Garland that are driving uh, to the paint. So Isaac Okoro, if he could stretch the defense uh, and get out and transition a little bit uh, to make the Cavs' lives easier on offense is definitely uh, welcomed in game two. So let's take a look at the rest of the bench. The Cavs had nine guys play. Ricky Rubio played six minutes, zero points, two rebounds, zero assists. Lavert, 18 minutes, three points, one rebound, one assist. Osman had a pretty nice game, uh, at least on the offensive end. Nine points, two rebounds, one assist. Uh, Lamar Stevens did not play. Um, Danny Green did not play, which I thought we might see him. Um, and Dean Wade got seven minutes, two points, one rebound, and zero assists. So not getting much from the bench. So when you total it up, you know, you got... Lavert with three, Osmond with nine, and Wade with two. That's it. That's all that came from the bench. So Cavs, I you know, ideally 20 points would be nice to get out of the bench uh, with, with the starting lineup we have, but uh, somebody's got to step up and be that guy that uh, can either knock down a three or get to the rim, knock down a couple free throws uh, because the Cavs need that depth uh, in there. And again, you know, I, I pointed this out last uh, Wednesday when I recorded it for last Thursday's show, but it cannot be emphasized enough. Limit the Knicks' second chance points. Game one, 17 offensive rebounds allowed. Let's cut that number in half tonight. All right, let's take a look at the Knicks, what they did. Julius Randle coming back, missing the last uh, couple weeks of the season, had 19 points, 10 rebounds, and one assist. Jalen Brunson was in foul trouble early on but comes back and scores 21 points in 21 second half minutes, um, limited to six points in the first half. So, you know, the Cavs defense has to shut him down. R.J. Barrett, um, again, I've said this before, he is uh, not a great outside shooter. So I, I know he hit one three in the game, but uh, if we can limit his... Uh, drives to the basket and uh, make him be a shooter. I think the Cavs will be in a good situation. Josh Hart, who had a big game one, is doubtful for game two with an ankle injury. 17 points, 10 rebounds, two assists. Quentin Grimes, one of their starters, five points, five rebounds, one assist. Quickly, 
uh, had a kind of a quiet game. Mitchell Robinson is just an absolute beast. Uh, numbers won't, you know, make you go crazy, but 6.8 rebounds. He is just a physical presence underneath for the Knicks. Obi Toppin uh, had a, a decent game off the bench, nine points, four rebounds, and an assist. And Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, their backup center, eight points and five rebounds for the New York Knicks. So hopefully uh, with Josh Hart not playing, most likely tonight the Cavs can rebound literally and figuratively and get back in this series and tie it up. All right, let's take a look at the playoffs as it stands on uh, heading into Tuesday night's game. Miami with a big win at um, number one seed Milwaukee there, up one nothing. New York up 1-0 over the Cavs. Philly up 2-0 and Boston up 1-0 in their series. Denver took care of business. Uh, the Clippers upset the Suns to take a 1-0 lead. The, the Sacramento Kings taking care of business 2-0 in their series versus Golden State. And the Lakers, the seven seed, up 1-0 on the Memphis Grizzlies. A couple uh, notes over the weekend of some of these games. First of all, Kings go up two games to none. Uh, they they call it light the beam uh, in Sacramento, but uh, just a really great performance in game one, a great game overall. And then last night, uh, the Kings take care of business. So their first game one win was their first playoff win since 20, or 2006. And it's the first time the Warriors have been down 0-2 in a series since 2007. Draymond Green and uh, Sabonis were, were in a little bit of a tussle, you, you might say, on Monday night. And Draymond Green actually like stomped on Sabonis, uh, was ejected, and a suspension very well could be coming for Game 3. So with that said, uh, I'm going to give you my all-NBA awards for the biggest pieces of shit. <laughs> and I'm going to start with Draymond Green. Um, He's a great defender, but if he's not playing on your team, you really can't stand the guy. So Draymond Green leads the all-piece-of-shit award. Uh, James Harden, uh, for me, just don't like him and can't stand that beard either. So James Harden is uh, is on that team. Grayson Allen, obvious reasons. Trey Young, I think, is just a punk. I don't like him. Dylan Brooks, what more can you say? He's just a, He's just a piece of shit. Rudy Gobert, I don't know if anyone in the league likes him, including his own teammate, Kyle Anderson, who punched him in the face in game in, in one of the last games. Uh, or actually, he punched Kyle Anderson, but you know, I think a lot of his teammates would line up to punch him in the face. Uh, and Rudy Gobert, fun fact, actually started the coronavirus in uh, the United States. Just kidding on that, but you know, you know the story. Kelly Olinick, uh, we all go back to the Kevin Love arrow with him um could have cost the Cavs the 2015 NBA title but uh he's just a punk and like I don't know it looks like he should be playing uh Big Bird in the WNBA or something with that hair uh Marcus Smart like him or, or or hate him he he's kind of a polarizing figure Kyrie Irving a lot of Cavs fans may still love for hitting that shot but he's kind of a an ass and, and basically burns every franchise he's been with Chris Paul. This is interesting. One of the least liked NBA players um, with all of his endorsement deals and stuff that really surprises me. Ben Simmons got to give this guy credit. He got paid and he got paid well. 
and he does not do anything. Former number one player in the draft and just a, not a good player. Uh, Patrick Beverly, again, one of those guys you probably love if you're a Chicago Bulls fan or if he's on your team, but you cannot stand him if your team's playing against him. So he makes uh, and rounds out the all-NBA piece-of-shit awards for the 2023 season. Many of these guys you'll see uh, in next year's 2024 awards as well. All right, recapping uh, some of the other series, LeBron and the Lakers take game one over Memphis. Uh, They finished that game on just a crazy run to make it look uh, way out of hand. John Morant was hurt. Uh, He goes to the basket harder than anybody I've ever seen, Um, but he is unlikely to play uh, in game two, and I'm not sure what his status is going forward. It was a big fall and uh, hurt his wrist on that. So we will see what his status is going forward. Um, Miami uh, takes a 1-0 lead over the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, the number one seed, the NBA favorite to win the title. Uh, Giannis was injured. His status I have not heard yet. Tyler Hero breaks his hand in this game. So injuries all around. So we'll see if my, if, if Milwaukee can, uh, can hang and, and, and get a, a game two victory uh, without Giannis or maybe with him. I'm, I'm again, I'm not sure of his status, but the, the heat are a very veteran laden team. So they're going to come to play, especially in the defensive end each and every night. Uh, and just to round out the rest of the series, the Clippers upset the Suns to go up one Oh, without Paul George uh, Kawhi versus Durant in this series should be a really good one. I do expect Phoenix to win, but uh, the Clippers get game one over them. Boston and Philadelphia in the East cruise over Atlanta and Brooklyn and Denver in the West takes care of the Timberwolves in the first game of their series. So that's a look at basketball real quick. Check in with Cleveland guardians. They are nine and seven. Um, so far this year, they've gone four and three against the Mariners, two and one against the A's, one and two against the Yanks, two and one this past weekend against the Nationals. They are currently playing a doubleheader right now as we speak against the Detroit Tigers. So they will play three games in two days with the rain out yesterday. Uh, they will have the Miami uh, Marlins coming to town this weekend, and uh, they will also host the Colorado Rockies and then travel to the Boston Red Sox to close out the month of April. So uh, the, the Guardians should be able to, uh, you know, they play up to their ability, should be able to uh, do a nice job and finish out the month of April on a high note. So uh, finally, to close out the show today, just want to give you a preview for Thursday's show. Thursday, April 20th, we will feature Steve Hellwagon of 24-7 Sports Bucknuts. Uh, he will join this show and talk all things Ohio State football heading into the summer and heading into the 2023 season, including the Buckeyes in the NFL draft. So thank you for watching. Appreciate you guys listening and hope everyone has a good day. We will see you 3.30 on Youngstown Studio on Thursday.